Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Paulie brought this up uh, last week, and I think he brought it up to J.J. Watt. And Paulie said, you know what? J.J. Watt should do the old school, high school, three hats, and you're in a gymnasium, and uh, bleachers behind you, and you say, I'm going to go here, and then you put on the hat, and then everybody cheers. Well, J.J. sort of took that and modified it. This is what he uh, had to say about how he was going to pick his Cardinal shirt for the workout. So he brought in weightlifting into the uh, new shirt that he was going to wear to designate the team he was going to. We had known like kind of the, the final, you know, four or five teams. We had an idea of who the final four or five teams were. So... I had shirts for each team ordered just in case, you know, the situation arose. But we were trying to keep this so quiet that I didn't trust whoever at the packaging facility would not see my name on the package and put two and two together. And so I had my brother's high school friend use his credit card and his address, and he shipped the shirts to his house. So uh, shout out to Doug and uh, Joe for making this happen. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> they're, the, they're the true brains behind the shirt that I wore uh, for the workout. All right. So J.J. Watt, kind of clandestine, surreptitiously, 
You should have gotten a, a shout-out, Paulie, at the press conference. It's not about me, Dan. It's about us. Well, I would prefer it's about <laughs> you than it could have been about us. But that, that would have been great if he would have said, you know, my friend, he didn't have to say who you're affiliated with. No last name. Just say I want to shout-out to Paulie. Dougie, Paulie. He suggested that uh, we do three hats. And I thought, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do three shirts. And then I'll do four shirts. And then I want to do some weightlifting there so I can show off my traps. Yes, Paul. Yeah, no surprise, though, J.J. went from hat to a tight, medium mm. shirt to show off the traps mm. and the guns. Mm. Uh, what kind of poll question? Who's sitting on the poll question today? It feels well, like this is a back row collaboration. Well, something happened this morning. I, I was driving up, as I always do, and I came up with a really good poll question. And then, no, 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 that doesn't happen that often. Well, in my mind, it was good. Okay. And then I arrive at work, and I look at my inbox, because I don't check my phone from the car, mm-hmm. and... The poll question I came up with is sitting there from one Todd Fritz. Wait. You're willing to admit that you and Fritzy are on the same wavelength? On one of the three. The <laughs> other two poll questions were terrible, okay. of course. Uh, but the first one he had was the same thing I was thinking. Okay. If I'm a Houston Rockets fan, there are 3,500 or so in attendance tonight, would I boo or cheer James Harden? That, I thought, was an interesting question. Okay. What would I do as a fan? And because Todd stole it from me. They're retiring his jersey tonight. Well, no, they, they said they want to retire his jersey at some point. I don't think... Is that happening tonight, they're going oh. to retire his jersey? I have to check that. I Maybe not, but they are retiring his jersey. Yeah, they announced that that's definitely in the okay. plans. Uh, so would I boo James Harden? You know, I, I don't know how a Houston Rocket fan feels. And he, he did play hard, well at times, never in a big game. He was entertaining. The ending was horrible. You want to boo him? Boo him. Like, I, I don't care. Is he worth a, is he a retired number worthy guy? He was there actually nine years. I yeah, didn't really. I, I, yeah, sure. I kind of, yeah, I guess. But I don't understand. You're so, you used to love, not that you don't love James Harden. You said he was the most unstoppable offensive player yes, you've seen three years I, ago. But he quit on his team. Every great star quits on their team at some point, don't they? That, that's an NBA thing. Uh, wow. I mean, he quit during games. And he's the one. Okay, if I throw all of this into the crock pot, and it is a crock, that he got there, great story. They almost, you know, they, they were formidable in Oklahoma City. He was sixth man, got there, wanted his own team, got his money and then was able to build a roster. He was able to help build a roster. And then he wanted out after, after he kicked everybody out, then he said, Oh, this is uh, not fixable. I went out. I got a problem with that. But isn't, isn't that similar to what LeBron James did his first go around in Cleveland? He helped build the roster. It didn't work. And he, didn't, he, he didn't quit during the season. He tried to get players to come there. His but, owner said he quit in specifically and pointed to like three playoff games, said LeBron gave up. That was the, one of the early controversies with LeBron. Well, we could probably have a different opinion about the other side of the equation with the ownership there in Cleveland as well. Because LeBron came back to Cleveland for the city of Cleveland, not that owner. For sure. Yeah. Um, but, and I think it's a fine line. I don't think LeBron quit, by the way. I think he realized it was not working. Did uh, Well, let, let's see if James Harden goes back in his career and wins a title for Houston. Because LeBron did come back and say, I'm going to win a title for Cleveland. 
but if, if you say that he first of all, LeBron couldn't get anybody to come to Cleveland. His his buddy Chris Bosch wouldn't even fly into Cleveland. I don't even know if he would fly over Cleveland. He was like, no, I'm going to Miami. And LeBron was looking around going, okay, I'm King James. I'm the chosen one. I'm all of these things. But I'm not going to be a champion on this roster, and that's when he went to Miami. Now, if we want to get into the weeds and you say that he quit on the team, at least he got to the playoffs if you're going to say he quit on the team. James Harden didn't even get to the playoffs. Well, this was an epic quit this year. This yes. is a completely different yes. category. and that's why he can't be MVP this year. He quit on his team, and he wanted out. It's part of the year. I can't go, well, you know, if you just look at the Brooklyn Nets part of this, yeah, he's MVP, and he is. And I do love watching him play, and I am fascinated by what he does. In 50 years, I've been watching the NBA. James Harden's on the short list of most fascinating players of how he does it. Now, I will say this, the guy who gets as much attention as he does has done less in big games than most of your superstars. In the 50 years I've been watching the NBA, James Harden does not come up big at all. At all. Now, maybe this year, with some help, with Durant, Kyrie, maybe he does. But... I If you want to retire his jersey, retire his jersey. Build a statue, I don't care. I mean, I just don't. I've I'm, I'm, moved past James Harden and the Houston Rockets. Like, all right, whatever. Still love watching him play for the Nets. He was unbelievable the other night. And I don't want anybody to misconstrue this. I, I love watching him play. I, I just can't be on board with somebody who quit a team he built and then deconstructed, and then says, I, I want out. I, I can't be on board with that. You're not an MVP. No way. Yeah, McClellan. Is there a distinction like Deshaun Watson is quitting on the Texans, but it's totally different, right? Because it's offseason. I don't know what is at the core of all of this. I have a problem with Deshaun Watson. I truly do. Signed up. De- DeAndre Hopkins was already gone, and you were happy as com- you were brought to tears. And then all of a sudden, what happened? Like, did you find out the politics of your owner? And, and, and that was part of this? Like, I don't know. Uh, diversity? Did, 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 you're not bringing in the people I want? Okay. Like, I want to know what is the biggest reason why Deshaun Watson wants out. I'm, I'm, I'm truly curious about that. Because I go back to that press conference. I watched that press conference the other day. I watched it on Sunday. And I went, he couldn't be happier, more appreciative. What happened off the field? Was it simply you didn't acknowledge me and let me have a say-so with Eric Bieniemy? I mean, is that what it's all about? Because it feels like it was more than that. Yeah, McLovin. What if he was lied to and they said you're going to have a, this amount of say and then they immediately showed they didn't give him that amount of say? Is that possible justification? Well, can you go back to him and say, we apologize. We apologize, truly apologize, and you will be involved. Now, I never would have given him that power. Never. At 25? Never. But if you did and you went back on your word then and you got a problem with it and that's enough for you to want out, it seems like a stretch. It does. But that's that's at the core of all of this is off the field. But what is it? 
You, you brought in an African-American head coach who you do have a little bit of a relationship with. Uh, you didn't get Robert Sala, who went to the Jets. Eric Bieniemy. you wanted him to at least get interviewed, which I do think the Texans made the mistake of saying we're not interviewing him. Interview him. Everybody got interviewed this year. Jason Garrett got interviewed this year. It can't hurt. But whatever that is, I'm curious about that with Deshaun Watson. By the way, when you, when you talk about Houston sports, you know, last one out, turn off the lights. I mean, Chris Paul, DeAndre Hopkins, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Garrett Cole, J.J. Watt. I mean, now Deshaun Watson in the on-deck circle. George Springer hit a homer in spring training the other day, too, I think, for the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But that's the last two years that's happened. It's been crazy there. Yeah, Paul. Going back to Harden, the Harden situation going back to his old team, it's like if you have a contractor redo the kitchen in your house. He's doing a fine job. He's doing the work. It's all great. It's a, it looks beautiful. And then right before he finishes, he just leaves town. And it's like 80% done. And he leaves you the big pile of mess. And then you see him at the local pub. How do you like the kitchen I built for you? You didn't finish the job. You didn't build a kitchen. You, you tore out of here and left me with a big old mess. And, and how, how do you think the Houston fans are going to be tonight? They're not going to, or tomorrow, whatever it is. They're going to be salty about what happened recently. They're not going to calm down and think about what he did for them in the past five years. Yeah, it's up to them. I mean, how you take it, I mean, that's part of being a fan. Like, you live and die with, with these teams, with these players, and how important they are, and how important they are to your city. Like, we always love that civic pride, like my team, as if you're part of the team. Well, you're just a fan. You want to boo James Harden? Boo James Harden. You know what? Let me tell you. James Harden, it won't matter. It won't matter. Now, if he gets booed at the strip club after the game, then he might care. Yeah, McLean. Doesn't time always heal these wounds? Like Favre and Green Bay were on the outs for a few years. Yeah. So, like, I know you like you probably have talked to retired athletes who had beef with their team, Bradshaw and the Steelers. But like, but at least like, in fairness to Favre, they drafted his replacement. But you know, Favre kept going back. He was wishy washy with what he was doing. If how long he was going to play. I went to that Seattle. I went to a, a, the Seattle playoff game when uh, no, it was it was New Year's Eve. I went to a game with my son because he was a Packer fan, is a Packer fan, and I thought, let me take him to see Brett Favre's last game. We thought that was going to be his last game, and I, I just talked to him after the game, and I realized he wasn't retiring, but everybody thought that. So the Packers, they didn't know. Like, are you retiring? I don't know. And then they drafted his replacement. And then that led to, you know, the acrimony there. And then he wanted out. But, it, but at least I understood why he might be upset. But he was part of the problem as well. Because he kept going back and forth if he wanted to stay or not. But yeah, you want to boo James Harden? Boo James Harden. Like, I couldn't care less. Yes, Tom. Now, if you're the front office or Coach Silas or his former teammates, do they secretly hope he gets booed? And what's that interaction going to be like, if any? I know with COVID and everything between his former teammates, how awkward might Yeah, know, this team isn't any good. They got other worries than James Harden getting cheered or booed. Well, they lost 11 in a row. 12. 12 in a row. I'm like, who, you know. Oh, we're going to show him. And then he's going to go out and torch you for 35. James Harden is not going to be concerned about any of this stuff he's not but it's up to you houston what i mean do what you feel like is in your heart you want to go there and you want to boo him then boo him 
but it doesn't matter. It won't matter to him. I mean, he might say afterwards, yeah, a little disappointed, but hey, I, I understand why they could be uh, upset. But you're right. Time heals all wounds. Yeah, Paul. Houston people are more mad at Nick Wright for uh, making fun of their barbecue than they are James Harden. <laughs> barbecue is what Houston's about, not basketball. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The original light beer, 1975, Miller Light. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Light, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I mentioned the SB Nation list of the top 50 college basketball teams of all time. Let me start at 10. Georgetown, 1985. And I believe that team lost to Villanova in the title game. San Francisco with uh, Bill Russell in 1956. UNLV, 1991. They lost that year in the semifinals to Duke. Kentucky's in there, uh, 2012, when Anthony Davis was there. UCLA, 1967. Here's your top five. David Thompson, North Carolina State, 1974. They beat UCLA in the semis and then won the national title. North Carolina, 1982, with Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, James Worthy. Duke in 92. Uh, Indiana, undefeated, 1976. And your number one college basketball team of all time, was 1972 with uh, Bill Walton. They went undefeated. We make way for Greg Anthony, who was a member of that UNLV team. TNT, by the way, the exclusive coverage of the NBA All-Star Game this Sunday. Greg working for TNT and NBA analyst as well. What do you think of that uh, list there, Greg? Uh, It might be a little bogus. (laughs) Okay. Just a a little, but, you know, it is really difficult to compare teams. And and what you know this, Dan, being in the business as long as you have, all that is is a bunch of people's opinion. And the vast majority of the people who gave that opinion didn't see any of those teams play. So you got to take that stuff with a a grain of salt. Listen, they they were all great teams. And so one thing about the tournament, uh, and I've always said this, is one of the things that we love about it is that oftentimes the best team doesn't win. You know, and you talked about that Georgetown team. They were three points away from winning three straight. They lost at the basically at the buzzer to Carolina, that great Carolina team, right, by one. They then beat, uh, I think they beat uh, Houston, Houston the next year. Yeah. Then they lose to Villanova by two when Villanova shot 79% in the second half, you know? So it, it, to say that anybody really was better than that, it, you know, you, you, you got to say, mm, to not have a, a Lou Alcindor-led team in the top five at, from UCLA is, a, to me, a little suspect. So, I, you know, I do want to ask you a question, though, Mr. Patrick, because right. I was listening. I, I had the good fortune of being able to listen to your diatribe a little earlier before I came on, and you guys were – going off on James Harden and, and all these guys. Yep. And I would just ask you guys one thing. Think of it like a divorce. Divorces can be messy until the emotions subside. And then eventually, you know, the greater good comes out. What's most important? A lot of times you got kids or whatever, and you move on. And so James Harden is one of the five greatest Houston Rockets of all time. Okay, I'd put Dream on there. I think Yao deserves to be on that list. Uh, Moses Malone and Elvin Hayes. To me, those are the five greatest of all time. Or Drexler's in there. No, Drexler's not on there. Drexler only played two, three years. He's not on that list. Oh. He's on the Portland. 
You know, he, he was on, he remember, he got traded midseason the second. Oh, I'm thinking of Fice Slamajama. My bad, Greg. Yeah, you're thinking Houston. I'm sorry. Okay. But what I'm saying is, you know, this is the same scenario that played out with Anthony Davis when he left New Orleans. And it's, and it's also no different when a team, you guys were saying he quit. What did the team do? What do teams do when they decide, hey, we're not going to play you anymore because we're looking to trade you? Aren't those teams quitting on the player by that standard? That's yeah, but, what Andre but, Drummond no, but, just but went through. James Harden, yeah, but Andre Drummond's playing for a team that's not going anywhere. James Harden helped build a team, though, Greg. And divorces yes. can be messy. You know, Gwyneth Paltrow can uncouple with Chris Martin, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Or you can have your spouse cheat on you. There's a big difference in those two. And James Harden wanted out after he helped build a team. He's the one that constructed and deconstructed. That's why well, I, I would never vote for him for MVP this year with what he did. Well, in, I, I, in I disagree Houston. with that. Think of it this way. When you, when you go and you basically you fire a future Hall of Fame GM in Daryl Morey, you fire a future coach, future Hall of Fame coach in Mike D'Antoni, and you hire guys who have never done the jobs before. In the midst of the prime of my career, when I'm at a point now where I'm probably on the back nine, and this is my last chance to have an opportunity to win a title. So you just told me, we're about to rebuild. Uh, and we're not only are we rebuilding, we're going to take a chance with our rebuild because the people we're hiring have never done the jobs before. And so at that point, as a, as a dominant player, which James Harden is, I think it's time in his mind he wanted to move on. And and I, and again, it's not that he didn't enjoy his time in Houston. It's not that they didn't give it a go. You know, I, I'm always amused when people want to blame James Hart. Oh, you know, you know, he didn't he didn't win a championship. The only team, I mean, he played the Golden State Warriors, one of the greatest teams of all time. They got four guys who are gonna go in the Hall of Fame. James Harden had a year and a half, two years with, with Chris Paul. Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. They probably win that series. You know, we, we, we blame a great player. It's no different than when LeBron couldn't beat San Antonio early in his career. They got four Hall of Famers. He's not playing with other Hall of Famers when he's on those Cleveland teams. You know, winning is, is not a guarantee. And I don't blame a guy for not having as good a team as another team. Now, he, he never he stepped up in a big moment. He never he stepped up. He in the postseason, though. I'm, I'm with you there. But I'm just saying, the guy's an all-time great. What all-time great wouldn't want a, an opportunity to win a championship towards the latter stages of his career? Like, I, I'm not upset at him for wanting out. And quite frankly, Houston could have probably handled it better it's not like it was a surprise to them at that point. And so both sides deserve a little bit of blame. But I will tell you this. The fans there will and, and are appreciative of what James Harden did. James Harden was a great player for the Houston Rockets. He made them relevant. Absolutely. And all you got to do is look at what's going on now. <laughs> James has moved on on a championship caliber team. The Rockets are in the midst of an 11-game losing streak. He's Greg Anthony, TNT NBA analyst. Uh, LeBron asked for the night off or gets the night off against Sacramento tonight. How do you think that works? Where does LeBron say, I want the night? I'm always curious about that, Greg. Do you think, Greg, that he just goes in and goes, "Um, I'm thinking about taking the night off. And then Frank Vogel goes, you know, I'm thinking you should take the night off, LeBron. And then LeBron takes the night off. (laughs) LeBron is so calculated there, and I think what happened is there were messages sent from his people to the Lakers 
so that ultimately the way it plays out is that the the team decides he's going to have the night off. <laughs> so he has plausible deniability. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to say, I didn't want to take the night off. I'm here to play. Because that's the one thing that LeBron can hold over everybody else in the league right now. Think about it. 18th year in, on a team that's a defending champ, he's going to have all the records there are, all this talk about guys not playing, load managing, all that stuff. And here's a guy that hadn't missed a game all season. Yeah. Short offseason. Uh, team is in disarray right now because of all the injuries. They, you know, they've lost uh, five out of the last seven games. Uh, and so, but in, he has the ability to say, look, I wanted to play, but the team just felt this was in the best interest moving forward. And he has the plausible deniability of not having to say that I asked for the night out. I'm watching the game last night and, you know, Booker gets tossed. Uh, it, it, it wasn't a great performance by Phoenix, but you beat LA in LA like Phoenix is real to me, Greg. I and oh, yeah. and and I I think Chris Paul, and you played a point guard position. Like you know, like he just gives stability there. Like there's something about Chris Paul on the floor. I can't put my hand on it, finger on it, but it's there. It's real. And to have a young team there, um, and it feels like they're they're in it for the long haul this season. Absolutely, I think it's a great assessment on your part. Listen, leadership. Right now, you know, sometimes we get caught up in stats, yeah. right? And guy, oh, he's averaging almost a triple double. Stats, it's like football. Stats are a little skewed right now, right? Because if you went and looked at a quarterback from the 70s or the 80s and you just looked at their numbers, there's no way in hell they get in the Hall of Fame today. Right? Because they're not throwing, they're not putting up the number. They didn't throw it 60 times a game back then, 50 times a game. And in basketball, similarly, the numbers are a little skewed, you know scoring's way up, the rule changes, all those things have played a role in it. And so I always tell people, when you're looking at it, to me, the biggest stat is wins and losses. And like right now, you know, if you want to talk about the real MVP contenders, to me, Chris Paul's clearly top five, maybe higher, to the point you made. A young team, he's teaching a team how to win. Like, you made a great point. Everybody wins in the league when they play their best. The really good teams can win when they don't. And last night was indicative of that for Phoenix. They win a game when they didn't play their best. Their most talented player gets tossed, but they still figure out a way. And Chris Paul's stats don't blow you away last night. No. You know, but a lot of leadership has nothing to do with the game. It's preparation. It's, it's connection. It's trust. It's accountability. It's all these other things that he has brought there. They were on the verge of making a step. but And the other thing, and you know this, Dan, people don't understand the weight of expectation. You know, so look at Denver and look at Dallas coming into this year. High expectations, right? Because of based on what they did last year, and they struggled early. And there are reasons why. You, you got guys out, injury, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is they hadn't performed like a lot of people thought. Phoenix had the same expectations. They won all eight games in the bubble. Mm. You know, Devin Booker's playing terrific. Uh, they bring in Chris Paul, a lot of expectations. And up until a couple of days ago, they had the fourth best record in the league. Um, so to me, that's value. That's what value is to me. It's not just what stats a guy's giving you. It's the impact he's having on your organization in terms of winning. 
And Chris Paul has done that in spades. And yeah, the Lakers will tell you, look, they did not, not only did they not have Anthony Davis, they didn't have Kyle Kuzma either. I mean, it, it, it's tough. They're still, but if LeBron's on the floor, they still have a chance to win. We all know that. So give Phoenix a lot of credit. They're a really good basketball team, and they're also really good at winning time, which is even more important, and that speaks to the impact of a guy like Chris Paul. It's always great to mix it up with you, Greg. I hope you're well. Uh, I'm doing great. Probably the 18-foot jumper. That's about it, right? 15 to 18? Like you're, you're... Yeah, I, I take my youngest son out. In the back, you know, on the hoop here at the house, and and I can still, whenever I need to build up my confidence, I take him out and kick his ass. <laughs> you know, like just. You know, but but he's only four, though, Greg. That's no, the he's thing. Nine. He's oh, nine oh, he's nine. So he's so, oh, you know, okay. I, I had to stop playing my older son about five, six years ago because he was he was kicking my tail too often. So what was that got, like I, though? When when Cole when when you realized that your son was better than you? Oh man, he was. Uh, it was about six, seven years ago. And uh, we're playing in the backyard. And I'm going to be honest, because, like, at this point, physically, he had matured, right? And so he was quicker, stronger. <laughs> He's just better. But I still had experience, so I'm battling it. And he wins the first game. So we do a best two or three. We're tied at point on the second game, then. I've both my Achilles and hamstrings <laughs> felt like they were about to tear. And the only out I had was I said, look, I'm going to have to call it right now because I don't want to risk injury for fear of ruining my golf game. I said, so we're going to call this a wash. And he lost it because he's like, no, I'm up and we're tied. I said, he's like, this is not a wash, but I, I never acknowledged that he won. But I will say he had good he had a good chance of winning that day <laughs> if we were able to finish. But the game got called today. <laughs> and he's doing pretty well with Orlando, averaging uh, 11 a game in his rookie season. Uh, he's doing well. Uh, thank you for joining us, Greg. We appreciate it as always, bud. Anytime, my friend. You be safe. That's Greg Anthony, TNT NBA TV analyst. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan, see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Last night was uh, Jokic's 50th career triple-double. 50 already. Over the last 20 seasons, there have been 77 triple-doubles by seven-footers. Jokic has 50 of the 77. (laughs) Here is numbers out last three games, 19, 11, and 13, 39, 14, and 9, 37, 10, and 11. But McLovin falls asleep watching the Jokic play. Oh, he's a great outlet passer. Oh, uh, man, let me fire up YouTube for that. Why, you just don't understand basketball. The purity, the, the you know. Oh. Let me bring in a purist. Jay Billis, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. How would you answer that when people say Jokic is boring. If you you think greatness is boring, what are you going to do? It's kind of like Ben Crenshaw was a boring putter. He just made them all. Like, what what are you going to say? Yeah. This is what I deal with, though, Jay, every day. I I can only do so much entertaining a nation in these three hours. And I did make the Danettes aware of one of your great acting performances. You were in The White Shadow. And uh, you were in high school, I believe, at the time. No lines in there, but you did give me the smirk that led me to believe that you could have been a great Duke basketball player. After seeing that smirk as if it was a bad call or Coach K's yelling at you, explain how you got the role in one of our favorite shows, The White Shadow. Well, that that was my high school basketball team that played the opposing team to Carver High School in, in that episode. And one of my high school teammates, Matt Baker, who I grew up playing with, his father, Dick Baker, was the head coach at Loyola Marymount years ago and was a, a technical consultant for the show, The White Shadow, because of his basketball experience. And he had been an extra in all these you know, great shows back then, like Mannix and The Six Million Dollar Man and all that stuff. 
And so he got us on the show and, uh, and I just happened to be the one that they picked for the coach to yell at. Apparently I had that kind of face that, you know, and it was also foreshadowing for my college career when that was, that was basically every halftime, uh, and post game of my college career that coach K would wear me out. But, um, that, that was, no, that was 1979, I think. And none of us knew that that, that was the white shadow. You remember was one of the most popular shows on television. And none of us knew that all the guys in that show were like in their thirties. Um, and we had no idea. Uh, we thought Coolidge was our age or Salami was our age. And we're, we're talking to these guys, they're lighting up a cigarette in between takes and, and we're going, yeah, my mom's picking me up after this, you know, how, how are you getting home? Could Coolidge idiots. play? He was the only one that could. They had um, on the soundstage where, where those games were, the court was really small and they would just run the camera on a on a, a dolly opposite the the direction the team was coming, so it made it look like it was a, a regular regular court. And then they had a ramp for the guys to dunk off of. But but Coolidge was really the only guy that could play. And then they had a guy that would come in named Wolf Perry, who who yeah. played for Stanford uh, and was a great player. But but he wasn't, I don't think, one of the regulars on the show. But but the other guys couldn't couldn't play dead. Did you get <laughs> Did you get paid? I don't remember. I don't think we did. Um, I, uh, I, I was later a member of the Screen Actors Guild because I'd done commercial work and then I did a, a movie. I, I played an alien cop in a movie in the late 80s. But I don't remember whether we got paid. It was only a couple of days that we did that um, and we were extras. We might have gotten a few bucks, but, but I just don't remember. Wasn't the line, I leave in peace, I go in peace, you, you, I leave in peace, you leave in pieces or something like that? Yeah, so the movie that this was in the '80s, uh, late '80s, um, it was called "I Come in Peace." It was originally entitled "Dark Angel." It was a Dolph Lundgren movie, and I played an alien cop that was chasing around an alien drug dealer. So the alien drug dealer's line was before he killed somebody was "I come in peace." You know, he was a lying alien in addition to being a drug dealer. Um, and uh, <laughs> but I, my lines were: I had a death scene in the back of a car that really brought tears to everyone's eyes. Uh, just a, an amazing, Sir Lawrence Olivier complimented me on it, mm. thought it was better than the death scene in Camille. Uh, so it was, it, the only bad part is I couldn't, couldn't be in the sequel. But did you have lines? Oh yeah, I had a lot of lines. Um, I got, I got uh, like, I think they call it single card credit back then. And, and it, was, it was such a bizarre thing for me to have gotten that part uh, in the movie. And I was so giddy about it. Like, like, you know, I had been handed this golden ticket type of deal. And then I realized afterwards that that movie was a big break for a lot of actors that were in the film. And, uh, and I was it, early on, I was treating this like it was some kind of lark. Uh, and then I, I, I took it a lot more seriously after that, when I realized, Hey, these guys, this is their career. And for me, you know, I kind of just got lucky. Is that a volleyball over your right shoulder? No, it's a basketball. Uh, my wife is a professional artist, and when the pandemic hit, and this is my home studio where I do, you know, sports center hits stuff like that, and uh, and so when I was up here all the time, she just decided if I was going to be stranded in my studio, I ought to have some. <laughs> if I was going to be like Tom Hanks and Castaway, I'd have some company. So she painted me my own uh, my own Wilson. And you have it's a, a basketball though, a Patriots helmet. Yes, there's actually a story behind that. Um, when I was, it was probably about 10, 12 years ago, um, I, I was playing golf with a friend of mine. He has a mutual friend that happened to be Tom Brady and his father, Tom Sr. 
and we were playing uh, golf in South Carolina and, uh, and Tom Brady senior asked me, Hey, we're flying out of Charlotte tomorrow. Can you um, recommend a hotel? And I told him, Hey, look, we're, why don't you stay with me? We're mo- my wife and family are out of town. We're moving to a new house soon. So it's a mess, but I'll take you to the airport in the morning. And, uh, and so I wound up uh, putting Tom senior in my daughter's room. And then I was going to put, you know, the Super Bowl MVP, Tom Jr. in my, uh, <laughs> in our guest room. And he said, no, no, I don't want to mess it up. And I'm like, dude, we're moving. It's going to be messed up tomorrow anyway. Um, and he said, no, I'll sleep. I'll sleep in this room. And he picked my son's room. My son was like 11 and he had a twin bed in there. And so, okay, I'm not going to argue with him. So he slept in the bed. The next day, my wife calls and I said, you won't believe this, but uh, Tom Brady uh, <laughs> stayed overnight here. And my son was like, are you kidding me? You know, he wasn't there. I wasn't there. So I come home from work one day, probably a week later, and he's watching an old rerun of the Brady Bunch. Remember the Brady Bunch? Yeah. And, and he's watching on Nickelodeon. And he says to me, and he's like all mad. And he says, everything works out for the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, Marsha lies about knowing Davy Jones and Davy Jones takes her to the prom. Bobby lies about knowing Joe Namath and Joe Namath comes to his house. <laughs> and he goes, Tom Brady slept in my bed and nobody <laughs> believes me. And, and I thought that was the funniest thing. And I called this buddy of mine that knew Brady. I told him the story. We got to laugh over it. And about a, 10 days later, this helmet comes to the house. And it, it's it's signed to my son, Anthony. It says, to Anthony, you have the best bed in Charlotte, Tom Brady, 12. I like it. And I was like, that is the coolest thing anybody's ever done for a kid. I, I couldn't believe how nice that was. And, and anybody says anything mean about Brady, I'm always like, no, you can dislike him as a player, but that, that's one that's one straight up good dude. He's Jay Billis. Uh, we were going to talk college basketball. Um, <laughs> and I ruined it. <laughs> yeah, no, this was, this was better because I – I've watched college basketball this year, but I don't know anything about college basketball. I know I know Gonzaga and Baylor, Michigan, but then I thought I knew Michigan and I watched Illinois without their best player dominate them. So if you were going to give the Cliff Notes version to somebody right now, a couple of weeks before Selection Sunday, what would you say? I would say that Gonzaga and Baylor uh, and Michigan are the three best teams, but they're the three best teams because they're not only really good and can win the whole thing, but they're the highest level consistent uh, absent that performance last night by, by Michigan where they just weren't prepared for a fight. And uh, big 10 team, the big 10 is the best conference. They've got the, the most depth of teams that can make a final four. Uh, but teams like Florida state, uh, can, can certainly do some damage. Um, you know, Houston's pretty good uh, and can do some damage in the tournament. The one thing, Dan, that I would, I would uh, caution sounds like the wrong word, but that I would remind people is because of the pandemic, we didn't have non-conference games where the little guy could show how good uh, they are. And so we're going to have some seeds in this thing where the little guy's way better than we think. And because they, we, have, we don't have the data of those games against the big shots. And so it seems like they're not as good, but I'm not convinced that's true. I think we're going to have some volatility in this tournament that's going to come from us just not having seen the data of early season games where the little guy got to take a swing at the big guy. And that that's maybe that's going to be delicious and wonderful, or maybe it's going to really piss us off. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm also wondering, you know, people rail against Duke or Kentucky or Indiana or, well, Duke and Kentucky, but if they're not in the tournament, 
uh, or Michigan State's not in there? Like, is it a better tournament if other teams get an opportunity to be on center stage as opposed to the normal Blue Bloods? I would I would say, I mean, there there's a yes and no to that question. I mean, I think more people, it's almost like if you have a, if you have a World Series where you have two small market teams playing the World Series and the ratings are really low, um, it's great to see that those teams compete, but at the same time, not as many people are interested. So without Duke, Kentucky, if Michigan State doesn't keep winning, maybe Michigan State doesn't make it. Uh, Kansas is, is firmly in the field, but, but Kansas isn't as good as they've been uh, in the past. They, they didn't win the Big 12. Baylor won it. Uh, so it, it, I, I think the tournament will be diminished in a way. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I, I liken it to when Tiger Woods shot 81 in the, uh, in the British open in that horrible weather that one year, um, I, there was, it was compelling. It was compelling to watch that. And I think it would be compelling even to watch these teams struggle if they're not as good. Um, but, but I don't think we're going to, yeah, I mean, we're clearly not going to have Kentucky. There's no way they're going to, they're going to win their tournament to pull this out. Uh, and we're probably, it, it, we're, it's 50, 50, whether we have Duke, I think Michigan state will probably make it. I know Kansas will make it, but, but it's been a really odd year. Uh, what kind of pros are we looking at in the tournament? Future pros? Uh, well, we've got some really good ones like Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma state. I think they're going to make it even though they're, they're under a, uh, a one-year postseason ban. Um, it's really bizarre from that whole FBI thing. The, the most minimal uh, of, of issues got them a postseason ban, but it's under appeal. And if the, as odd as it sounds, if the appeals committee doesn't hear and rule on the appeal by the tournament, Oklahoma State's going to play. Cade Cunningham's going to be the first pick. Okay. I mean, he had 40 the other night in a game against Oklahoma. He, he's the real deal. He's really good. Uh, Jalen Suggs of Gonzaga, another sort of one and done player. Um, and, and everybody seems to be okay with one and done when it's a Gonzaga. They just don't like it. <laughs> or two. Like, you know, it's, it's so weird. Like, he, you know, he goes and he's a great kid, but some of these other guys, uh, but, but, you know, Gonzaga, it, it's not an issue, but, but it's an issue at Kentucky and Duke. That, that's being blamed for Kentucky and Duke's problems this year is if the last 10 years didn't exist. And, and, you know, this is the only data point we have of, of one and done. Um, but there, there are a bunch of really good, really good pros that we're going to have. And Corey Kispert at, uh, at Gonzaga, even though he's a senior, I think is a lottery pick and is probably undervalued as a, uh, as a truly great player uh, in basketball that, that I think he's going to play, if he stays healthy, 10, 12 years in the league and, and be, a, be an outstanding player. Is uh, Garza at Iowa, is he uh, Jeff Rulin 2.0? Different, um, you know, back, you, you know, how different the game was back then. I, I think Luca Garza is going to play in the NBA. Um, his limitations are real, though. Like he's not he's not a defender. He doesn't play above the rim. He doesn't finish above the rim, um, but he can step away and knock down shots. And uh, and he's a really good player. But it's kind of like a Tyler Hansbro type thing. Like Hansbro was a, a great college player. Luca Garza is a great college player. Uh, Hansbro was a a, a serviceable pro and I, I i think that that garza will be better as a pro because he could step away and knock down an nba3 which hansbro mm. was not proficient at um but he doesn't he doesn't get up and down the floor the way you you would hope he could and and he's not he's not a shot blocker he's not a high volume rebounder and in pick and roll situations he's going to get he's going to get attacked but that doesn't mean he can't play. It just it just means it's going to be an issue for him uh, in being a great player at that level. There's a uh, a poll out. Well, it's a list. I hate lists, but I I still 
uh, read them. This is SB Nation had the top 50 college basketball teams of all time. What they did in that individual season. And uh, North Carolina State is the fifth best with David Thompson, 1974. North Carolina with Michael and Perkins and Worthy. Uh, that's four. Duke in 1992. Indiana undefeated is number two on that list, 1976. And then uh, uh, Bill Walton's first year as a starter at UCLA, 1972, is the number one team of all time. Any issues with that? How, how could you not have a UCLA uh, team with Lou Alcindor not on that list uh, of, of at least the top five? I mean, that, I find that laughably absurd. And you know, when the pandemic started, we did at ESPN, the, you know, the greatest college basketball player of all time bracket. And they had men and women and I didn't and all do that. well with this, Jay. I, I was angry and I even I was too. too. Like Michael I was Jordan too. I, is not the Kareem is the best no. player of all time. Not, exactly. not even close. Not even close. It's not close. It's not cl- any metric you want to use. It's not close. And look, I get it when fans vote on that stuff. But 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 give me a break. I mean. And, and if we're going to do these lists, like the truth is UCLA would be the top eight uh, <laughs> or, you know, they, they were so dominant and so good. And, and having having back to back. I remember one time that that uh, somebody it was somebody at Duke, frankly, that that and it was while Leitner and Grant Hill and Bobby Hurley and Thomas Hill were there. I was a grad assistant and somebody had said something about UCLA about uh you know well of course wouldn't won so many he had alcinder and walton and i go okay that's five he won five others <laughs> and uh without those guys yeah. and you know i was really sensitive because i grew up in los angeles and and people always said stuff like that to, to put down ucla like wow you know there's west coast back then you know they, they didn't have to beat anybody to get to the final four and I'm like well nobody beat him once they got there like, how, how did that not happen and he won um, a title with maybe the smallest lineup to ever win a title in 64 you talking yeah, about yeah yeah did it in 64 then then after alcinder left he won he won in 70 and 71 steve before patterson Walton got there yeah steve yeah. patterson and curtis rose sydney wicks yeah. all those guys i mean that was uh an extraordinary run but but alcinder was the best player and, and and those teams like i don't care what what you know mike warren was was the point guard uh for for alcinder's teams and and are you telling me like like with Alcindor out there that they couldn't have beat some of the teams on that list? They absolutely would have done. And it wasn't that much. It wasn't that far removed from when Indiana won in '76 that we couldn't compare those teams. We could. Great to talk to you as always, Jay. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us, and hopefully we'll talk to you here real soon. Yeah, if you want any more stories about some of the other helmets, I can waste all your time with it. Just I like let me it. Know. I like it. It's great for radio. People on radio really appreciate that when you talk about <laughs> something visual, Jay, as only you can. Thank you, bud. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.